Welcome to The Big Cheese Show, your destination for fantasy sports domination. Now, here's your host, Chris The Big Cheese Cheon. Welcome, everybody, to The Big Cheese Show, a WTOP fantasy sports experience. We talk betting, we talk DFS, and today we are focusing on season-long football show brought to you by Driscoll and D. Simone. Get your tax situation squared away. That season coming up in a couple of months. These are the guys you want to get your money growing and certainly want to go ahead and help your portfolio. DriscollDSimone.com. All right, Joe Bond joins me here today from FantasySixPack.net. Joe, you are the number two picker on Fantasy Pros rankings. That is outstanding, my friend. So I am very pleased to have you. I know you're going to bring some dominating information. How are you doing today? <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, good, good. How are you? Uh, I'm doing awesome. My Maryland brother joining me as he is just down the road in Olney, where I'm in Maple Lawn. And uh, we won't talk about the Redskins out the gate. I just can't yeah. have that kind of poor <laughs> momentum going into the show today. I want to talk about a game Panthers and Falcons to get us started because I think at the quarterback position two fringe options one that you didn't draft as a fringe you drafted Matt Ryan to be your starter most weeks and then you've got Kyle Allen who you didn't draft whatsoever but I've got these two guys right next to each other in my rankings they're going against each other you have these two Joe which one would you rather play this week I'm still going with Matt Ryan over Kyle Allen. I know the, you know, the defense matchup says play Kyle Allen, but you know, even, even in good matchups, Kyle Allen's a, a very fringe QB one high end QB two. Matt Ryan, just because the defense stinks. I mean, applied uh, aside from last week when they just stuck it to the saints, somehow the defense stinks for Atlanta and they just get behind early. And so he just has a pass. I mean, he's got, tons of games over 40 passing attempts over 50 passing attempts it's just it's not pretty sometimes but he's putting up the numbers and that's all that matters in fantasy the hottest name on the waiver wire this week was the guy that Matt Ryan we hope is going to be handing the ball off to a ton I really don't know what other options he's got at this point with Freeman out Ito Smith out and that is Brian Hill what are your expectations there? Do you think he is a 20-plus carry guy, and do you expect him to catch some passes? Um, I, I kind of don't think he's a 20-plus carry guy, but I think he's somebody you have to legit you know, play just because we've got so many injuries, so many bi-week teams. You're, you're kind of stuck using him if, you, if you've got him. And it's not a bad thing. I mean, look, the you know, Devonta Freeman hasn't been top-notch, uh, but – but Hill is Hill's going to be able to get, you know, I'd say at least 20 touches all around. And, and, and that's that's awesome. You know, you're looking for volume out of your running backs at this point. Um, and he's, like you said, the only show in town. So you there's no reason to not use him. Uh, a guy that disappointed DFS owners like myself, he was near 50% ownership and season long for that matter as well, was David Montgomery. Now, he has seen, I saw this on Roto World, 65 of 86 backfield touches in the Bears' last three games here. Um, Rams, though, they are pretty good against stopping running backs. They've David Montgomery doesn't catch any passes They've allowed the seventh least amount of receiving yards to running backs. But, like, David Montgomery, I mean, in a 12-team league, 
you're rolling him out there, right? Or would you rather go with somebody like if you if you were able to get Brian Hill, sure, or somebody like James White or somebody like Jordan Howard? Uh, talk about David Montgomery, kind of what you expect. Yeah, I mean he he is. I'll say this: he's seeing a lot of volume. Uh, last week wasn't great. He didn't score. Um, yeah, and going against his Rams front seven is going to be tough. Um, I'm still rolling him out then most likely I would rather play Hill. Um, James White is, is, uh, is, is up there as well. Um, although I do have him ranked a little lower. I, I don't know. It's, it's again, it's just one of those situations, man, where like, you know, the running back landscape is so tough this year. You know, we've, we've lost so many guys, you know, Connor's banked up, although he sounds like he's going to play, you know, David Johnson's sliding big time. Uh, I mean, it's, it's bad out there. I mean, it's, it's bad when you've still got Adrian Peterson ranked in top inside the top 30. Right. I mean, it's, it's not pretty man. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just one of those, like you, you, you use him and you just hope for the best. Yeah. No, I, you know, kind of. Off the cuff here, you mentioned David Johnson. Like, what what does a David Johnson owner do at this point? I I think that, again, hopefully you did hit the waiver wire and grab one of these guys, or if it's like a flex situation, play somebody like a Mohamed Sanu or a Cortland Sutton. I just don't see how you roll out David Johnson with any sort of confidence. I know I'd rather have Kenyon Drake in there right now and just – I mean, if you're David Johnson or do you play him just because of the fact that he's David Johnson or is it okay to sit him? No, nah, th- this is one of those situations where I, I am looking to sit him. Not only is the you know, the coach come out and said, you know, he's still kind of recovering from the back and angle injuries. He's playing in San Francisco. And yes, Arizona did fairly well against San Francisco a couple weeks ago. I'm not looking for a repeat performance in San Fran. Uh, and if you, I don't know if anybody's seen that Twitter video that where it looks looked like he was a 45 year old man carrying a piano on his back. Yeah. It was bad. Uh, he just looks like he's not a hundred percent and I'm avoiding him at all costs. All right. Let's talk about Jamison Crowder. He was somebody that I did not avoid last week. I was talked into him. I just wanted to basically avoid the jets as a whole, but Crowder has shown some rapport with Sam Darnold. Basically he's the number one wide receiver there and he's taking on the Redskins. Do you believe in the revenge game? Would you play Crowder this week? Uh, I mean, revenge game or not, man, I don't know how you avoid Crowder right now. Like you said, you know, he's, he's just seeing the target. It's his producing two weeks in a row, gotten in the end zone, uh, eight and five catches each time, 80 yards each time. And then, Tack on top of that, he's playing this atrocious Redskins secondary. Uh, I'm I'm pretty much all in, you know, wide receiver two range for sure. Yeah, the Redskins. I was listening to Doc uh, show on uh, ESPN Radio 980 coming into work today, and they were just talking about the Redskins and their talent level, and it's just like how many guys on their team are actually like really good players you know and I was thinking about it in that secondary it's like I guess Landon Collins sure but when it comes to covering guys they just really struggle and I think the Jets can kind of build potentially off last week I mean Darnold could go right back in his shell again but (laughs) I, I, I just right now I'd rather roll with the side of the Jets than the Redskins secondary yeah, I mean, according, you know, I, I use stuff like DVOA all the time when I look at, you know, these close rankings and things like that. And, you know, you, the Redskins are right here, 25th ranked on DVOA. So it's it's not pretty. 
All right, let's talk about Nick Foles. He is now the starting quarterback back from that injury. No more Minshew mania. So do you think he showed rapport? I heard from Mike Dempsey, who is a Jags insider, as well as a host of Sirius XM Fantasy, that during the preseason, it was Chris Conley that Nick Foles seemed to really build some strong trust with. I don't know how much to make of that so early on, but like I'm a little worried about DJ Chark and his commanding the same workload, and you've got D.D. Westbrook in the mix. Kind of how do you see the target shaking out in the Jag situation? Yeah, I mean, it, it's – unfortunately, I think it's just kind of a guessing game at this point. You know, um, you know, Shark, Shark had the good week one as well, but I, I think, you know, you also heard a lot of preseason hype that – you know, D.D. Westbrook was a guy, so it. I think you, you still just got to go off of who's been performing during the season at this point, and it's going to be Shark, and then you know Westbrook's coming back from injury as well, so that's that's not helping his his case here. Um, I, I I'm still mainly just going with Shark, and I'm kind of avoiding everybody else. Okay, so don't overcomplicated now let's go with the results we've seen this year because they're not going to that was kind of my argument against Kareem Hunt right like we've seen Nick Chubb produce now it's not been always pretty because and I think that's more um the fact you know and he had a bad run last week where he should have just went to the corner and instead tried to turn up but I blame more the Cleveland Browns offensive line issues for some of his um not as great runs but like I always kind of thought like Kareem Hunt is, is he just going to all of a sudden supersede Chubb and, and, and eat into his workload tremendously? I don't really think so. Talk about Kareem Hunt, too. Do you Is he somebody that you'd feel comfortable starting right now, or is it just kind of a stash and wait? I mean, I, I'd be willing to pull the trigger in like a flex, uh, especially in the right situation, right? So he, you know, he's not going to eat into Chubb's volume and, and touches enough to ruin Chubb. You know, Chubb... Four weeks in a row, 20 touches. It doesn't matter. <laughs> That's what they're giving him. Yeah. Uh, and he's performing. So you have no problem starting him. What they're going to do is they're going to open this up and give give Hunt a bunch of passes out of the backfield, which is exactly what we saw. He saw nine targets last week. That's insane. Yeah. For a running back? That's yeah. like James White and those guys. That's right? almost Jalen Samuels' territory. Yeah, so it's it's uh, I mean that's what we're gonna look and yeah he'll get some carries because they can't just be like oh every time Hunt's on the field they're gonna throw him the ball, yeah he's gonna get you know three four five carries a game unless he's just like red hot um you know or Chubb gets hurt, uh, but that's what we're gonna see from Hunt and so you know kind of the same thing as with James White it's kind of a flex play in my opinion now he's running back two upside if he scores, but otherwise he's gonna be like flex flex option. Speaking to Joe Bond, fantasy six pack, fantasy fantasy six pack dot net. Uh, my voice is getting a little, or my lips are getting <laughs> a little right. dry. I think I need a six pack right about <laughs> now. You can follow me on Twitter at f six p underscore Joe. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned touchdowns because I want to move to the tight end position. Darren Fells. I feel like he's a bit of a controversial figure when it comes to where we can kind of project. Um, his fantasy production, right? The guy has 24 catches, I saw, 
but six touchdowns. So essentially, he's scoring a touchdown at 25% of his catches. Now, you can look at that tw- two ways. You can look at it as he is a red zone target. When we're chasing these sort of fringe tight ends, that's what we're looking for, tight end uh, uh, touchdown upside, not so much reception upside. We can also look at it as he's not catching the ball enough, and he's like the third, fourth, fifth passing option in this offense. Talk about Darren Fells. Do you like him this week? As a tight end, if you're like, we're streaming Jonu Smith over the past couple of weeks like I was. Do you like Darren Fells to fill in? <laughs> uh, this this week, no. I mean, going against Baltimore, it's not it's not the week to do it. Plus, uh, there's talk that Will Fuller is going to be back, so that's just going to be even less targets for Fells. Not that they get the same you know types of looks, but that's just less work, less targets for him in general. Um you know, it's it is a crapshoot though with tight ends. It's been a bad year. I mean, we're talking about the running back position. It's been the worst year I can think of. If you in, don't have like Waller, Kelsey, Kittle, Henry. or Ertz, <laughs> I mean, even Ertz has disappointed. Right. right. It's just been. It sucks. Yeah, it's it's not been pretty. So, I mean, look, if you're in that Gasecki, Goddard, Hawkinson, you know, Rudolph range, yeah, flip a coin, man. Just. <laughs> If you feel better about Fells, your guess is as good as mine. I mean, I hate saying that, but once you get to that level, man, it really is just kind of anybody's game. You know, it's just, it's just whoever scores if they score. So, yeah, I wouldn't bet on it against Baltimore, especially in Baltimore. But, you know, it's your team. You 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 got to ride it. <laughs> yeah, I like that. That that's part of uh, your advice there. It is your team. You've got to ride it. Um, You know, a lot of times sometimes you just. Like Curtis Samuel, I had conviction last week, you know, and, yeah. and it ended up working out. Um, yeah, man. Devin Funches, I, I want to talk about returning to practice Wednesday. So Jack Doyle, Eric Ebron, I've got them neck and neck in my rankings. I think they fall into that category, as you just mentioned, those fringe tight ends where take a shot. Which one do you feel the best about? Um, do you think Funches, who put up a three for 32 on five looks when he, before he got hurt in week one, do you think Funches could potentially steal some of those looks that the tight ends would be getting? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Funches is known for being kind of a big target in the red zone, uh, especially in the end zone. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there's no doubt that he would be just an extra guy down there that takes right away from where Ebron thrives and and Doyle, you know, in those short yardage situations. That's 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 definitely a threat to both of those guys. Joe, it has been awesome chatting with you, previewing the week. So throughout all your uh, research, my last question to you: Has there been one thing that stood out that you say? I really like this guy. I'm ahead of him more so than maybe others in the industry. I feel really strongly about a particular play. Did anybody stand out to you like that? I guess I'm pretty bullish on Brian Hill, I, I would believe. I, I don't think anybody has him in the top 12 right now, and, and I do. I may adjust as, as news comes out and things like that, but uh, he's he's pretty high up there for me. I have not seen Brian Hill in the top 12 very many places where I've looked. So that is bullish, and I've acquired him in a couple of my leagues, so that makes me feel better. All right, Joe, tell the people where they can find your work. You've got a great-looking website. Thank you, man. Uh, Yeah, so it's fantasy6pack.net, and you can find me on Twitter at F6P underscore Joe. There he goes, Joe Bond, fantasy6pack.net. Thank you so much for tuning in to The Big Cheese Show. Music in this episode is revved by Evening Land. Let's dominate.